It is, of course, 1924, Christmas Eve. Moran, get in here. Baines, Eisner. Oh, the old Belvedere house. I, I've admired it many times on my late night architectural tours of Kingsport. Each of you is having the same dream. You see a group of children playing on the hillside. Never mind that. We don't want to be here all night, so... Uh... I'll go around the right side and you go around the other and we'll see if we can meet back at the house. Meanwhile, Baines, he's making his way down following these tracks. That is a deer, but there's something off about it. That's somehow much worse than it being a bear for some reason. Yeah. A reindeer. You thrust your head into this near darkness and you look around uh, and you see the body. <laughs> Things are getting weird. I'm I'm loading my revolver. Oh, oh. I think there's someone outside. Ho, ho, I think there's someone outside. Oh, fucking hell. The Walt Disney Mansion. Goofy's killed the chauffeur out here. I still hate this. <laughs> you see there's something horribly wrong about the top half of his body. It seems to have been concertinaed onto his waist. Some sort of, like, ambient sea sounds to try and get a child to sleep, something like that. I remember Grania, she would not sleep. I used to sit up going The dreams I've been having must have uh, shaken me. They'd not been this vivid in years. Not since, well, not since her. I, uh, I slipped my hand into my shirt and I, uh, I caressed that, that smooth figurine, run my fingertips over its familiar grooves, the arms and legs of the, the tiny man, his torso, his elongated face, the antlers. I remember her carving it suddenly like, like it was yesterday. No, not yesterday, now. Her delicate fingers pressing the knife into the soft wood. Gentle but unstoppable. Revealing the shape that had always lived in that, that hunk of driftwood, only no one could see it in there. No one except her. I didn't even know it was for me. Not until later. And the waves lapping at our feet as we walked back along the shore in the twilight. Oh, that island, that sea, how she saved me from it. Merchant Navy, South Sea Islands, near enough Hawaii, well, near enough for a gull or a fish, far enough for a boy with a shattered leg. And the ship completely torn, hull shredded on some invisible reef, and the fires blazing on the black waves. I could hear screams in the darkness, see bodies writhing silent in the night, but I am locked eyes with Tom. Tom. Young kid, still green. He's, uh, he's clinging out of this divot on the side of the anchor coil, and we're just, we're staring, trying to say something. And the ship's lurching now, lower decks filling, and we're, we're turning faster. Another five seconds, maybe ten, his, his white knuckles are going to burst. He's going to slide all the way down that deck, staring into me the whole way and burn up into nothing. I don't want that memory. If I get out of this, not that I'll get out of this, I, uh, I don't want that memory. Not running, more, more sliding, but I've got Tom. And we're over the side, we're away from the brightness water like hitting stone breath gone stabbing in my left leg from something I, eyes stinging I, I've let go of the boy fuck knows where he is now I, I can't breathe can't kick and there's some fucking demon fish trying to get me pull me down these thick black tentacles grasping a fucking I don't know an, an octopoid size of my car it's Grappling my legs together, dragging me towards his beak like some painted kraken, and I, I, I get this weird feeling that they're actually arms, not 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 squid arms, suckers and all, but thin black arms of a dog, 
or a mouse or something. These black tubes waving about, spiraling in on themselves. Spaghetti hoops, high-pitched voice, dog face. It's a kid's show. Makes no sense. Must be running out of oxygen. I'm thinking like a madman. It's seaweed, of course, not not tentacles, not arms. Long strands of the seaweed whipped about in the storm. Slimy, flat, clinging, black strands of hair, parting, joining. Her hair, plaited, leading up. And there's there's arms around me, and I, I'm on the beach. And she's there, in the dark. I'm, uh, I'm reaching up to her face. The Texapixwa. And I, uh, I black out. The Apocalypse Players present Christmas in Kingsport by Oscar Rios. Heavily adapted by Joseph Chance. Starring Dan Wheeler as Detective Inspector Eamon Peacock Moran. These rich folk, they don't need to shush themselves. They got records that play the shush. Dominic Allen as Detective Constable Oliver Shakespeare Baines. I'm at the front door with a with a with the shoe of the late chauffeur. Danan McAleer as Detective Constable Matthew Lefty Eisner. Take the uh, the wooden statue out of my pocket and put it back around my neck. I think I was testing myself, and then I uh, I round the corner to where uh, Moran said he'd be. And Joseph Chance as your festive keeper of the arcane lore. Uh, well, I've alerted them to where I am, so I, I crouch down at the letterbox, assuming they have a letterbox, unless they have, like, a, an American-style, you know, postbox thing at the end. Yes, right. there is one. So if they've got a letterbox, I'll, I'll open it, and I'll call through and say, Mrs. Belvedere, answer the door immediately. This is the police. You're under arrest on suspicion of murder. <laughs> one of those fringed protectors <laughs> yeah. uh, you can't see through, but you are shouting through it. Yes. There's no answer. Um, you, you can hear a strain of music coming from the neighbour nearby. Uh, a tune played uh, perhaps on a wireless or maybe on a record player. Give me a... Uh, you're, just, you're just shouting. Are you going to look through? Yes, I'll prop the fringes open with the shoe. <laughs> As I reach, reach for my gun with <laughs> my free hand. Yeah, yeah, nice. Nice. Shove it in there. Phenomenal work. You could probably give me a spot hidden, but it has to be a hard. Oh, I like the challenge. My spot hidden is 65. Here we go. What's that? 32 to pass? 32 to pass. Okay, that's a 67. <laughs> but it's going wild. I'm very tempted to push it. So, um, yeah, I, uh, Oh, well, I tell you what, the shoe probably isn't quite the right thing to push through there. Yeah, so I, 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 I put the gun back in my pocket, pull the shoe out, get my fingers right in there, Ooh. push the... <laughs> really get my hands through the it's letterbox one of those and have a really good look. Really sprung letterboxes. Yeah. The thick really? fringe. Yeah, 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 you know the ones. Nice. We had a letterbox when I was growing... Our, our letter, letter slot when I was growing up. We've got a really simple one now. But when I was a kid, it had such a strong spring on it, and it was like a really sharp edge on this brass thing. If you if you weren't quick, it yeah. cut your fucking fingers off. Uh. Hey, seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just really straining, and ah! and then it, it, you pull back slightly at the wrong angle, and your little finger gets caught in oh. the spring. Oh. Uh, and you're putting back and, and you're putting really putting into it and so you push forward but then now it's somehow stuck on it and it's all the skin's just cool. like so rocking up you're there for a, a, a little bit 
losing one hit point. Oh, just well, you through my little finger. Hand. That's how bad it is. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. It, <laughs> so much it's blood. All the way up the left hand, left side of the hand. A ninth of my health <laughs> just on my well, finger. This sort of represents the wear and tear. Yeah. Yeah. You can sleep. You round up. It's probably it's probably one percent of your health, but you round yes, up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell you what. With a first aid, you'll get that back. Uh, yes. <laughs> Even a failed first that, aid. Just kiss, kiss yeah. it better. Mm, maybe a failed first aid. First aid. That's true. You guys are professionals. <laughs> So I think professional you know, words. <laughs> house callers yeah. at the moment. So Baines seems to be talking nonsense about the chauffeur. But yeah. when now he's shouted to suggest an arrest. So I mean, you both know Baines well enough. Right. You know Shakespeare well enough. That he doesn't do this if he isn't. If yeah. He doesn't think he's onto something. Yeah, Moran. Well, we better go join him. He's a strange fish, but he's uh, he's clever. We need to uh, make sure he's. Uh... You're damn right, but this. What do you and, say? And I, I lower my voice and lean in close to him and say, yeah. <laughs> there's a real funny voice coming coming out of there. Mickey Mouse is in the head. Sounds like <laughs> fucking Mickey Mouse. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when was when was, when was was Mickey... I mean, what era is Mickey Mouse? 30s, probably, rather than 20s, right? Steamboat Willie, the, the original. Yeah, Steamboat Willie. Is that 30s? Yeah. Earlier, I think. Or well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. 1928. There you go. Uh, so this, is, this is the the um, birth of Steamboat Willie, isn't it? So, so we hear and we say, uh, <laughs> "Oh, that'll make a great kids character." Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't heard anything yet. It sounded like some sort of mouse driving a steamboat. Um, I say, <laughs> I say, I. You should come and tell this to one of my friends at some point. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sure they'd love to write this down. Maybe make an animated film out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, right. What's what's really going on? So, I well, hear- I've run up to you and I've sort of said, uh, "Here, did you hear that? He, he seems yeah. to be shouting, making some sort of arrest." Well, I'm really go- concerned with this weird, weird fucking voice. So I do. You, you've mentioned the voice. Yeah. If anything, it reminds you of um, there's so there's a dog cartoon character called Weakheart who has been on the talkies as well, and and uh, so, so, so you don't say it reminds you of Mickey Mouse. It sounds like weak heart, you know, the dog, that uh, weird dog on the talkies. Yeah, yeah, I know of it. I know of it. Yeah. What in here? I mean, that was, that was a crazy thing. I uh, so, I mean, Eisner, could you give me a spot hidden? Yeah. Uh, that's almost suddenly a success. Twenty-five on a fifty-five. Yeah, yeah. Hard. So you, so you smell the whiskey on on him right. on Moran. It's good. It's good whiskey. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, Moran. There, well, there may be someone inside, but uh, hey, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Priority number one sounds like Baines is trying to make an arrest around there. We need to go on assist. No. So. Sorry, did it sound like Baines was trying to make an arrest of someone? No, no, he was saying, he he was saying, come out, you're under arrest. Uh, yeah, so that's what I mean. Or... I mean, he's trying to make an arrest. Yeah, he's sort like, of... We, we all, we, we all knocked on that someone. door. There's no, there's no one coming to the door. Baines is being weird. I think that's... Let's have a fast talk off. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't so sure. I I don't uh, I don't you think want us we both to I, roll faster. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we want to listen to Baines banging on the door and yelling about making an arrest. Uh, well, he's, uh, you know what he's like. Well, what are we expecting here then? What were you expecting? Just an empty house? I mean, there's he's playing he's playing the big guy. He's tr- he's just yeah. Well, right. we've been told it's an empty house, and everything I've seen so far tells me it's an empty house. What have house. we got? What have we got? Might be playing smart guy. Uh, I mean, I I failed by three. I've, I've, I've passed my fast talk by eight. Not inclined to push it. So I listened to uh, Moran. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. He's. He's yeah. a commanding officer. Totally. Baines, in the moment, it doesn't feel like the backup right, pool hasn't right, right. gone. Give, That's, it doesn't mean there's given my given my success on my hard talk, uh, my hard, uh, my fast talk, my, my hard talk. Hard talk. Hey, this, is hard, hard, talk. this is hard talk, guys. Welcome to hard talk. <laughs> hard talk. With Eamon Moran. Um, given Welcome my success on my fast talk, I'd like to um, make an offer of it. It's all right. Um, while I'm t- while I'm talking 
fast at him and quite loud. I would like to be trying the door and presu- I'm presuming it's I'm assuming it's going to be locked. But I would like if it's locked, I would like to try and pick the lock with I really should say one thing you can always make an offer you never have to ask well, my, whether it's right to make an offer whether I'll go for the offer is this is course, my offer that's something entirely different but I do really like the offer I like the offer a lot yeah, but I don't think you can pick a lock and do a fast talk roll at the same time yeah, so what fine. I'm going to say is you're trying the door at the same time and actually I think that galvanises yeah. both of you you try the door, it's definitely locked. And I give it a little, while I'm talking, I give it a little, to be fair, a little wiggle. You, you give it the wiggle. What's your strength? I'm very strong. You are strong, I seem to recall. You feel a little bit of give. Oh, interesting. Mm, you know, the old shillelagh arms, a little bit out of practice. Maybe time to put that practice in. Or shillelagh shoulder, maybe. Is it fair to say that, although I completely defer to him because of his success on Fast Talk... And because of my rank... That, um, and because of your rank, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well, and because of your rank, sir, I'll t- I'm tugging before locks. Um, uh, I, you also rolling your eyes, probably. Um, you're also, uh, and I won't backchat to Moran because I find it. I know that he's potentially a quite dangerous person. Like I feel that he is anyway. But you, but, I think you're right. You know, I think he is. But also, Moran, you would know that I'm pretty good with locks. That's all. I might mention. Okay. I don't know. What I'm going to... Whether or not that's in your mind at this moment is different. We're going to suspend Eisner's action, because I think what you've clocked Eisner is Mm. that he's in the zone. Uh, He knows this guy, and and yet he is determined. You think back to this this business of the voice you might have heard. Can you give me a listening role? Uh, And while that role's happening, as I tend to do, as is my style, Bane's... You pull your hand out, and there's blood coming down your your uh, wrist. Uh, would you like to do first aid on yourself? Bandage that bad boy up, or do you want to press on? No, I'll press on. The blood is coming all the way down the pinky, dripping off into the snow. A mystery must be solved. There'll be time for plasters and bandages and kisses later. <laughs> Eisner, meanwhile, what's your list? Uh, I'm going to push it, because I didn't hear anything. Okay. But I want to push so it. I want, so I want Baines to tell us what he's doing. And I want Moran to roll his strength against the door. And I want Eisner to roll his his check as soon as he's yeah. told us in a second. I, I love that Baines... Yeah, <laughs> I love that those of you listening by radio, uh, Dan Wheeler playing Eamon Moran... He's clutching his ...has just head. held his head and he's wincing in the manner... Those of, of you listening by radio, well I love... We've got, we've got, we're, now, we're now on, on radio, are we? <laughs> I don't know. Those of you listening anyway, in the on the wireless. Uh, Those of you listening on, on the, the wireless. wireless. Here on this precious day. Uh Baines. Phone. I'm gonna shoot the lock off. Sweet. Oh, holy fuck. Well <laughs> Game one. <laughs> and there's no passion in what I'm doing. I'm very methodical. Well, clearly you're resisting arrest, I say out loud. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> 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 okay, okay. So, what are we doing, Eisner? Um, I, uh, I, I, I remember the technique I was taught when hunting or tracking to, uh, to silence one's own breath, to tune out sounds that are near you, however loud they may be, and to focus on the distant. And because there's been all this back and forth with, uh, with uh, Moran and, uh, and everything, I just I take a moment of... Uh, I touch my chest and I take a moment of... I breathe in and just hold the breath and I just focus on any sound I might be able to hear within the house, which is probably about to be cut short by a gunshot. But in that moment, <laughs> that's what I do. And I'd like to... I'll re-roll. I'll push the roll. What is my listening in? Okay. One. Oh, 17. Nice. Which is not... Uh, that's a hard success. Oh, it is a hard success. 21's a hard success. 17. Um, so you hear... I don't want to ...bells, which is the first time you've heard them. The bell of the sea. And it sounds like a dockyard bell. I sort of... Uh, and, and the ocean. It sounds like a ship's bell. Uh, and like an old ship. Yeah, yeah. Like an, like an 1850s kind of uh, style ship. Uh, I mean, you, you say that as if you've got that much... Nautical yeah. reference, but of course you were 
I was in, in the Merchant the Navy. Navy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's got that rich, resonant, old ship spell yeah. quality. Uh, this is the sound I was longing to hear when I was drifting out there that time. But right, mm. right. It's, it's coming from inside the house. That's something else. It's something. And you think you hear something like, oh, they're close. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, and then there's the sound of uh, of the show. Give me a constitution check because yeah. your ears were very <laughs> yeah, finely attuned true. to that moment. And also there's the sound <clears throat> of splintering wood. Yeah, which I'm also simultaneously. Uh, that's a 68 and a 55 constitution, so not good. Yeah, yeah, okay. So your ears are ringing, and I mean, literally, you have to take a moment to step back and cover your ears. Yeah, yeah. The gunshot is very loud. It's unexpected. It's just a bad piece of timing in terms of the focus. So just for a moment, you're out of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Baines, can you just tell me, don't don't roll a 95, uh, no, sorry, 96 to 100 on your firearms. Otherwise, this thing's coming off. Well, well certainly receiving terrible point-blank damage. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a normal fail. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Bits of wood and metal come off. But you've done a lot of damage to the door, and a swift kick <laughs> might well resolve. Yeah. The, 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 it doesn't swing open from the shot. Yeah, I'll give it a push. Uh, shoulder or kick? Uh, yeah, with my foot. So it swings open, and we cut over to Moran. So, I am. Um, I've just been consulting my fortieth um, uh, anniversary sort of Cthulhu uh, Keeper <laughs> oh. rulebook, just so I could double check before I uh, admitted the the numbers on my dice to the keeper. And I can recommend to listeners that this this is available from Chaosium. I ordered it from the website. Um, I haven't been sponsored by Chaosim at, at time of recording, but I, I welcome um, any financial investment in our endeavours. Um, it's a lovely <laughs> book. It's a lovely book, leather bound. <laughs> so I just I was just double checking the rules about fumbles um, because I rolled a ninety nine. But my, I also saw that video of you where you made it through like five pages and collapsed on the floor. <laughs> so I rolled a 99, but my strength is 70, so that isn't a fumble. It's not a fumble. Uh, but yes, I, f- I failed, I think, to break the door. The wood does splinter. You've done some serious damage, but despite the fact that you felt there was this give, it must be a really well-made lot. Yeah. It's an expensive house, beautifully put together, old as it may be. It's got this real strength. And so you're really surprised to find that your your body's bounced off this thing. You gave it everything. A bit of a bruise there but Im- on the shoulder. I wouldn't but immediately it- after this, I hear, the, I hear the shot and the splintering from around the front. And yeah, I- yeah, 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 yeah. And Eisner covers his ears, takes a small step back. You can see something that he might have heard something by the door just before that. Well, you, you're not out of it. Pri- priorities. I just, I just yell, um, I just say, it's Baines, quick. And I start running around the house to get to the front door. Yeah. And, and you see Baines, I think, going in. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't want to pimp you out there, but I, I think you, you've kicked it out there. Yeah. And you're yeah. going into the foyer. Gun drawn, aimed. Yeah, yeah. So you get that sense that he's putting his arms forward and he's in, gun raised. So, Baines, I'm going to give you the edge on this one, regardless of dexterity order. Are you going to... Well, is there anything... What do I see? Yeah, yeah. It's not like you're just charging and shooting or anything like that. Oh, no, no. I'm very methodical. I walk slowly into the building. So, uh, to your left is an open entrance to the parlour. It's double doors. One door is open. You can see inside a little. In fact, I'll come back to that. Um, It is the only door that is open. To your right, there's double doors that are closed. And directly ahead is an alcove area, fairly established... Uh, with cupboards and uh, an area for coats. It's beautifully laid out. Uh, wonderful fin de siècle French style. There's art uh, in the foyer as well. Huh. Uh, another glass panel, which you can't see through. It's, it's frosted glass, coloured frosted glass. It goes through into the parlour, and there's some quite lavish steps leading up to the right. Um, uh, there's marble at the bottom, and then to a carpeted sequence of steps... Above, there's still marble underneath. They le- lead up and away. It's one of those square, rising, impressive 
stairways that dominates this central foyer area. I see. And you can see that uh, it goes straight up all three floors at a glance. There's nothing untoward below. Glancing into the parlour, give me your famous spot hidden as you glance into the parlour, as this is your moment of being alone. Um, if I hear the inspector running up behind me... You can hear me. I will say... I will say, uh, as I walk towards the parlour, I say, The shoe on the doorstep there, Inspector, belongs to the chauffeur who is in the thicket, dead. His upper body has been concertinaed in, and there was no blood, but I suspect Mrs. Belvedere to be the murderer. Uh, Moran, could you give me an English language? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should proceed with caution. And Baines, could you give me a spot hidden? And Eisner, could you give me a dream law roll? Yeah. I've rolled a 100. <gasps> yes. Very rare. Beautiful. Oh, Beautiful. Oh. I'd Rolls. say it's one in a hundred that I yeah. roll. Yeah, that's... How, how did Moran do? I, 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 passed, I passed my English language, so I just about understand you understand everything that he's just said and i it's a lot to take in it is but, but i say uh, well you can see the thicket as you went do but i i still have my wits about me enough to say well it sounds like you got the uh, the report covered so when we knock off tonight you can write that up and have it on the uh, have it on the uh, the chief's desk on boxing day morning but how will we explain the bipedal moose I'm going to do another English language roll. <laughs> I just about pass, and I say, "Let's." Sounds delicious. I say, um, "Yeah, let's let's leave the uh, the fa- fanciful creatures for uh, another day, shall we?" Nothing fanciful about it, Inspector. The footprints are there for all to see. I don't know what Mrs. Belvedere was doing, dressed as a moose, <laughs> I, I when just, she killed I just the chauffeur. Hold up a hand to indicate that he should stop talking, <laughs> so we can just have a look around the house. I don't stop talking. Yeah, but it suggests to me that she was in a state of fragile mental, men, a fragile mental I health. I put my hand over his mouth to stop him talking. <laughs> Possibly the pressure of Christmas preparation alone. Without her maid, who she has sent on holiday, finally pushed her over the edge. She burnt the gingerbread, blamed the chauffeur, and in a fit of rage, in her reindeer costume, chased him down across the garden, and then stamped on his shoulders until he concertinaed into his own waistband. Under my breath, I mumble, talk about Blarney. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get in there and Eisner. put that bitch on ice. How did you, how did you do, Eisner? Uh, I rolled a 63 on my um, 60 dream law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the bell, you can't place it. I'm going to give you plus one to your dream law. Oh, wow. Initially, when you added to my dream law, I felt like it would be a good thing. And now I'm starting to realise it probably isn't. Um, uh, The... You can't, you can't place it. There's something about the bell that is deeply unsettling to you. Perhaps nice and the obvious. But especially with the tinnitus yeah. and ringing on top. You've got this sort of ringing on ringing. Are you going to join the others around the front? Yeah, or, yeah, um, yeah. I'm go- well, I'm going to try and yeah, find yeah. Moran. Uh, yeah. I assume he went so around you, the front. You, you pace around and, and you kind of catch up. So Baines thinks that he's stopped speaking. But actually, he carries on. And we'll Mm. come to some of that later. (laughs) I'd like you to continue at the door, but part of what inspires you to continue at the door is uh, you you fumbled your spot hidden, but you saw the snow that was inside the parlour, and your brain couldn't understand why the snow was there. Uh, The the snow leads up to two double doors at the back of the parlour. I mean, the parlour is absolutely beautiful. It's Mm. very Victorian, stately, beautiful furniture with portraits. There's a portrait of Nora Belvedere and her former husband, her deceased husband. Mm. She is the widow Belvedere. And the doors are entirely frozen shut with foot-thick ice on them, which... As we know, it is, or should be, is impossible. It's very much frozen. Back anymore. Very frozen. 
but it's just the doors that are in this state. And it's, it's very artful. It's almost like an animator has swept a, a beautiful trail of snow into the room leading from the door. The cold never bothered me anyway. If you cut all of that for copyright reasons. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. They can't what? copyright words. <laughs> oh, no. I'm afraid you Walt can. Disney can. <laughs> Shit, maybe you can. Up. TM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you're going to lose one sanity for the fumble. Yeah. And your involuntary action was logarier as the hand comes away. Oh, the snow in the house. Snow in the house and ice on the walls. Ice on the walls. It reminds me of... It reminds me of father. Oh, father. He would never let us light the fire. Mother and I, frozen to bits. Oh, oh we huddled together in that frozen man's that chilly nothing and what did he leave us nothing but ice ice and broken promises oh god oh god oh god what if this is father's house what if this is that dream the dream the dream of sand and heat but reality cold ice cold fear fear a chill that cuts the heart oh thickens the blood will we ever be free Will we ever thaw the endless winter of the human experience? Oh, God. Oh, God. And at that point, Eisner joins us mm. at the foyer. And the yeah. three of you sort of have this moment. You have a breather ah. together. And Baines, you come to your senses looking there. Moran, Baines, there's a, there's a bloody handprint. Up there, on the roof, I should have mentioned it before. Looks like someone was climbing up, injured themselves, or falling out the window, injured themselves. Uh, something's gone wrong here. I say we need to make our way inside. Um, at this point, we uh, we all sort of are inside, right? Just inside the foyer. Yeah, you're you're in the foyer. You you get from the way he says that he means right, he means yeah. further. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, further into yeah, the yeah. body of the we house. We need to get deeper into. Yeah. I hold my other full sweep of. I the hold property. my other hand up. So at this point, I've got one hand up to stop one of them talking, the other hand up to the other. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. and tell I us sort your of grand plan, all right? I like I do this deep deep breath and like my shoulders rise and drop like. Can't believe I'm stuck with these two fucking idiots on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I feel like fucking Bruce Willis in Die Hard, and uh, and then I look uh, uh, at- just as a quick. I'm just going to secretly do this. I'm going to do a psychology test to see if I see the amount of disdain he has for me. <laughs> I didn't know Bruce Willis just stood at a door and listened to Mickey Mouse in Die, Die Hard. <laughs> I, got, I found a body, mate. I, it was I got a hard success on that. Just. For the record. Oh, well. Uh, I mean, I think as the go-between here, it's... it's I'm used to Moran having is, rank pulled on me, and I respect Moran. I certainly wouldn't cross him. But I just wanted to see in that moment if I was being treated the same as Baines or if he had any more respect for me. And if it seemed about equal, I'm just going to log that mentally. <laughs> I think... Uh, I, I think in Moran's defence, I don't think he was necessarily lump, lumping the two of you into the same ineptitude. He is, but I think it's that top-down, yeah, he's yeah. the detective inspector, yeah. he's the older man. Yeah, he's yeah. exactly the kind of... It's dickish, I suppose. Mm. But it's nothing... He's like that with all of the men. Uh, how old is Moran, just so I'm certain? 46. Oh, OK, OK, OK. If it's the right to add... A little something to what what you've said, Joseph, yeah, which course. is entirely accurate. I think maybe you, if it was a success, I think maybe what you interpret is that um, it's it's more a case of like I expect this bullshit from Baines. Mm. What detective work? <laughs> <laughs> All mouth. I expect that this talk from Baines, but I I I kind of. What I don't want on top of this is like it's it's kind of like oh please come on don't you start I, I, I okay, okay okay I expect a little bit better from you it's that so actually yeah, yeah. You- okay okay I, in which case I don't take it personal I just uh, I'm oh, still thinking about the fact what a relief about I would words. hate for you to take it personal 
I, this is all in my own head. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm still concerned about the voices you were hearing at the back door going, Oh, oh Mickey, let's go on the jungle ride. Hey, I'm concerned uh, about the voices you were hearing at the back door. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm concerned that our only right task now. was to deliver this eggnog, and you failed. <laughs> and then uh, involuntarily, at this moment, stood in the hall, staring at this ice-covered door like something out of a, 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 a talkie. I reach into my pocket and pull out the bottle of eggnog, and I say, Gentlemen, we have a bottle of eggnog to deliver. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> it will be delivered. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Moran, Moran, I think I think you've glimpsed the snow on the inside, but you haven't actually seen the frozen doors inside the parlour at this stage. Ah, so you, okay, fine. You haven't had to do a... You don't have to do a sanity roll in case that was... What a relief. That could go all tits up. You think you've seen some snow in there, and you're thinking, is one of the windows open? Is it Maybe it's come down the chimney, but something's off. And yeah. just to check, this is the, the sort of... Inside, yeah, yeah. inside, inside. There's the foyer, but then the the, the parlour is a closed room. It's a proper room. This is the sort of inside outside door, like as in there's. Yeah, the... I should be a little careful with my terms for the description of the of the ground floor, really. Um, so there's this tiny vestibule area where the front door is, where, where the front door was. It's been kicked open and smashed. Um, but then that leads immediately into this parlour area. No, not parlour. Um, foyer area. Um, and this foyer is rather grand, this marble staircase as described. And then just off to the left of that cupboard area, there's, by the by the staircase, there's a little corridor that leads away deeper into the house. Um, and then to the right, there's a set of double doors. Immediately as you go into the foyer, there's a, to the right, there's a set of double doors. And that leads to um, the... Uh, what you assume to be the dining room on the map, it is marked the dining room, and of course would lead further round to the back of the house on the right-hand side to that back en- that back entrance, which you think from the glimpse that you had of it was the kitchen. And then on the left-hand side from that foyer as you come in, uh, there's these double parlour doors, one of which is open, allowing this view in. And you can see a fireplace there dead ahead. Um, and uh, you can also see... Um, well, as as you go in, you you will eventually be able to see the doors to the library, which is on the back left, as marked on the map. Obviously, to you guys, you would assume that to be a library or a study room, or you know, it's like a generic way in which these how these big old houses are set up. They're lovely, lovely, well developed rooms, you know, and sort of beautifully appointed. Uh, so yes, there's, there's that sort of library, and so you assume that somewhat somewhere sandwiched between the library and the kitchen at the back is a room that you don't know. Some. Uh, and that is actually marked on the map as the breakfast room, which also makes perfect sense to you. You, of course, are looking into this parlour, which has this confusing swirl of uh, of snow in it, uh, despite the fact that it seems to be closed off to the environment, uh, to the environment outside, that is to say. Um, uh, and it it's uh, it's this sumptuous parlour room where you'd entertain your guests presumably before taking them in to dinner and it has this trail of snow in, in the middle but but not on the left so to be clear as you're looking into the parlour uh, from the foyer uh, this the, the trail of snow is to the right of the room seemingly coming from the library doors uh, whereas there is nothing, uh, there is no trail of snow to the left. So it sort of snakes into the centre of the room from the right-hand side, if you see what I mean, as you are looking in from the foyer. Right, OK, yeah. 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 But also, as a locksmith, as someone with a degree of locksmithing, I just want to check, I wouldn't necessarily think this would be a locked door. It would probably be open. Uh, yeah, you, you you could... If it's inside the house, you know. like they, It's not like everyone goes to bed and locks every door in the house. It's 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 frozen, maybe, shut, but... Uh, well, the parlour door has been opened. All of the other doors uh, are closed. You can see okay. the cupboard doors, the dining room doors. Yeah. So, Baines, you've seen the snow. The snow in the room, the two of you, Moran and Eisner, you see this. And it really draws your attention. Mm. There's the last of the daylight streaming in. The tower above brings in a lot of light because that's the, the, the bottom floor has been become quite um, big, oh, yeah. darkened. 
This twilight has taken hold. Is there any? Is there any obvious That's, yeah. way at all, way at all that the snow could have That's got? In here? Is ask. there an open window or a skylight or? So all of the blinds have been drawn. All the curtains have been closed. You can go into the parlour and check. That's what I would like to do. I, I'll just after I've done. You know, I've had my hands up, sighed, and look at them both. And I, I signal to uh, I signal to Baines to stay put in a foyer and like keep watch, and then I signal to uh, to Eisner to come with me into the. Well, park. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go straight upstairs. And we start making our way that way. Are you going to wait till he's gone? Are you going to go at the same time? Yeah, I'll wait till he's in the room and then I'll go straight upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Moran and Eisner, where are you going? It's it's dark. Do you want your flashlights on? I mean, you can see. It's not like it's impossible to see, but details-wise, you can go for the double-hand secure shot. There's bonuses to both positions. I'm just going to check if if there's. Well, a what I was actually going to do is because of everything that's happened is as I was following through, I was going to take my shotgun out of my shoulder bag and load it. Lovely. Is it... And is it dark enough to warrant a flashlight? Hmm. Well, then I get my flashlight out. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I figure at this stage, we have made an awful lot of noise. It's not like we're going to be sneaking up on anyone. Mm. We might as well see what we're looking at. Yeah. In fact, I say that mm. out loud. I say, this guy has made such a fucking racket that we ain't going to be sneaking up on no yeah. fucker. So right. let's just make sure we see where we're going if, and we're uh, well out. Honor, Mrs. Belvedere is here, well, <laughs> she'd have heard us by now. I think we got to assume the worst from what we've seen. So uh, That's right. And I say that as I cock my uh, my sawn off. And what we, what we've seen now. <laughs> uh, I think this place is, place is deserted and someone's left the window open. To leave this drift of snow here, the footsteps or the foyer. So you say that, as the two of you say that, you're 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 standing either side of this snake of snow, and it almost mocks the logic, because all of the window shutters are down, thick curtains drawn across as well. Light comes from either side, but no sign. At the entrance end of the parlour. Yeah, I snow. see that as I speak those words, but I say them almost to convince myself. Absolutely. It seems very human and, and, and good. It's the light against the dark, because you, as you now drink in the sight with your heavy flashlight, I want to say lithium batteries, they probably aren't, are they? One of those, those big batteries they had in the 20s. Mercury or something? I don't Mercury know. Mercury batteries. Who fucking knows? Baines' torch is a crank. He has to crank his flashlight up. He uses one of those fancy ones, Moran. Mm-hmm. It's a long pole with a lens and beam on top. And you are looking at a perfectly frozen door. It reminds you instinctively, both of you, of a tomb. Mm. It just has that quality of the, because of the depth of the ice on it. It's, it's faced almost like stone. And the, the snow has tracks in. But mm. could you give me a sanity oh, yeah. check? Mm. Yeah. For the ice on the door. Oh, no, that's a fail on my sanity. Yeah, almost suddenly on mine as well. Where's my sanity? Yeah, I got an 88 on a 56. Okay. So, Moran, I think you, um, you walk straight up to this door and you put your ear against it. And it's an involuntary action. You don't realise you're doing it. You put your broken cheek and ear... And mm. you lean, and you remember the cold compress. Maybe you also remember Lucy Powers uh, coming over to help placing that cold compress on your ragged and broken cheek in that moment. Was that when things first started between the two of you? With a look between your eyes, the tenderness of the young woman, concerned for the handsome the handsome hero of the field yeah was it a great moment of weakness or was it the right choice 
And then her face begins to change, or seems to change, and it's as if she's that pale-faced, beautiful girl you saw on the snowbank of Central Hill as the children were sledding down. And you think of Grania, and you, you think of your wife, and then you suddenly feel the intense cold of this frozen doorway against your cheek. It all seems to cohere back. But then isn't that impossible? Because wasn't Lucy Powers too young? How old were you when you broke your cheek? Everything begins to fracture. It seems to fracture in that moment. And the ice cold of this door, this inches thick ice, really pushes your sense of reality in that moment. You come to yourself. You come to your senses. You'd really like to have a drink. Another shot of whiskey. Yeah, um, I think, and I think I do. I think uh, at this point, I take out my hip flask and I and I drain it. Oh wow, the whole thing. Yeah, well, it was, I mean, it was half. I think it was probably half empty by this point, anyway. No, no, I mean, you only had a shot before. Yeah, and I had I had a couple of shots, and I gave him one. I mean, I don't want to stop the enthusiasm of your uh, commitment to 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 the booze. Um, and I think he would, I think he would have a hefty, hefty shot. But, you know, we said that it's a long flask, and I think, uh, let's say it's a bit over half that you've had, by way of a compromise. I, I, I don't want to take that uh, massive yeah, no, he's- away, but I do think he can handle it. I think he can handle that much. Yeah. Um, in one long, hefty, glugging swig, he takes it down like a pirate. I mean, I'm self-medicating uh, heavily. But he's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eisner. Uh... Yeah. I think you sit down mm. at, at the very end of the snow. You only lost the one sanity, but you just look at this. You look at this snow and you sat there. You've got the shotgun there. You, you don't sit cross-legged. You, you sort of slump down. And as a result, the two of you mm. completely miss the fact that Baines goes upstairs at that point. <laughs> I mean, you, you start to get to your knees. As you're looking at the door, you're looking at the tracks... You're looking at the door, and you realise the tracks are the, are the same. Cloven hooves. But also, children's feet. Barefoot. Their bare feet can be seen Jesus. in the snow. Jesus. Here, Moran. There's kids here. Kids here. And Moran, you look at that too. Yeah, and I think that, that maybe hits that hits a bit of a, a, a soft point. And until this moment, I think I've been going through the motions thinking it's fucking Christmas Eve we just have to check this out and then I can go home to the family yeah. but if there's kids if there's kids we need to find out what the yeah. fuck is going on here so um, I take I take my 38 in hand and I start following the, the kids footsteps well, I mean, they they lead to one place and one place only, which is the door. Yeah, when I go up to the door. And, oh, you said, you already said I was up there listening, putting an ear to yeah. it. Well, putting my, my scarred face up against it, right? Okay. And it is, it is ice. This isn't an optical illusion. It is. It's absolutely ice. And I, 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 um, I put my shoulders to the door to see if I can... Well, I, I try the handle. If it's stuck, I see if I can... You, I mean, you can't even get to the handle. It must be eight or nine inches thick. I get my... Do I, I've, got, I've got a book of matches. I take out mm. one match and just hold it up to see whether... To see whether... I, I mean, it's a, a stupid thought, but, like, is this real ice? Does, does heat melt it? So you, you light the match right next to it, and the ice begins to melt holding the match there and the ice melts and the drips are coming down and then the match goes out and you go to get another match and instinctively and you start to see the ice reforms yeah Moran could you both do a power roll yeah oh oh 35 oh no 35 was it oh power yeah, yeah. That's a pass for Eisner. It's uh, it's not not quite a fumble for me. It's just a bad fail. Okay, so I'll come back to you. Meanwhile, Baines. Yes. Upstairs, Eisner, you're holding it together. 
just about holding it together. Baines, you're going upstairs. Oh, yeah. So you're up onto the carpeted section that bends around, being cautious, I take it, rather than just charging. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very calm. So as you're coming up and round, you can see, so to your right, you can see a door. Yeah. Which is closed. And then on the landing ahead, you can see a door dead ahead. Yeah. Which is facing effectively south, away to the coast. And then the stairs lead round to the left, and there's another door there. So there's three doors off this vestibule. Yeah. All the way. Landing. One, one to the right, one dead ahead, one to the left. Which instinct tells you these are the rooms above the parlour, uh, the library, as you would understand it to be? I, t- I take the first door on the right. So that leads into a... That leads into a corridor. And the corridor has two more doors, one to the left and one to the right. And these are slightly unusual. The, the door on the right-hand side is, is covered with thick foliage, vines and a bird of paradise. And the door to your left has metal bars and behind it an old Italian plasterwork mm. falling to pieces. I would like to do a or pitch to do a poetry role to see if I recognise this as some sort of mm. literary illusion. Uh, <laughs> mm. I like oh, it. I'm doing my dice. I hate it. Oh, there they are. <laughs> That's a, a 52 on a 41. I'm going to spend the luck. Whoa. Mm. You're not going to push it. You're going to spend the luck. That's a lot <sighs> of luck. Yeah, but I've got loads of it anyway. Uh, so that's 11 luck, uh, which takes me down to 59. Classy. Dom always has a fucking <laughs> reservoir of luck waiting behind him. I don't know how it works. That is quite a lot of luck. <laughs> it was random. It was, I rolled it randomly. I think that, I think that's the right call. If it, I mean, like, it's like tarot, that's, isn't it? Yeah. You see patterns rather that's, than random, but... Yeah, ten, 10 points off. Ten points off with a with a with a yeah. score that's below fifty. I think that's mm-hmm. luck territory rather. To, to than, be fair, know, territory. It's, it's, it's below. 50. If this was pulp, it'd be a different matter because you need the luck to stay alive. So Baines, with that excellent stroke of luck, you might be onto something. And and forgive me because I've also missed a door. There's a little door which you're pretty sure leads to some kind of cupboard or laundry room or water closet. Yeah, which appears to have no special markings on. It's just an ordinary, rich... Well, it's a cherry wood door, beautifully made. Uh, yes, you begin to become aware that there may be a metaphysical aspect to, to what is being presented here. You see a door of ice downstairs. You've seen a door of Florentine decay. So... And you've seen a door of paradisal loveliness. If it was a poem... You don't think it's a poem you know, but it definitely seems like the traditions of poets. And... Right, if, I, if if me, Dominic Allen, had to make a guess, I'd be guessing Divine Comedy or something biblical. Could you give me a power check? A what? A power roll. Oh, Sorry. power. I think you said a parrot check. Could you give me a parrot check? You've made up some really <laughs> bullshit skills here, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> your, uh, your parrot's dead. <laughs> Uh, that is, that is one of that is, may have parrots of the South Sea Islands as a skill. Yeah. That's a hard success. You know who I'm talking to. Yeah. It's a hard success. It is. Good. Okay, so you keep your cool, because uh, you, you'd seen the ice doors down below. This isn't natural. The bird of paradise looks real. And as you look back at the Florentine door, or, or it could be a sort of Venetian door, maybe, you get that same sense of... Florence, that height of the Medici period. Yeah. With this beautiful but falling apart bay relief sculpture behind old iron spikes. This is this is why I'm thinking d- divine comedy. You think that it taps into the dream visions of poets, and I suspect yeah. you think that you're in the right place at the right time. With your given your own predilections, yes, we'll get back to Moran in a second because he has he is suffering an involuntary moment, both literally and in game terms. But <laughs> but Eisner, you yeah, you sense something out in the hall, uh, moving quickly, and uh, 
So, uh, uh, yeah. on the map, just so I'm clear... So the foyer. We are. Sorry, I called it the hall. Um, so you've gone through the vestibule area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in the foyer. You're in the you're in the parlor now. Yeah, that's what I thought. There's the fireplace and the frozen door. I don't know. There's a library let's, behind. Let's call it the library. But it would be lead. Let's call it the library. Yeah, yeah. But I hear something to our right uh, in the foyer. Well, you'd think you see something as well. Something dashes across. Something small and low. In which case, I I think I uh, I probably uh, I I shout. Uh, well, I probably turn and I shout, Baines, is that you? And then I, I move to the door with my uh, my sawn off over my forearm. And it, I mean, it, it definitely isn't Baines, but of course, what you're doing is you're alerting Baines to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, Baines, you hear this as you're stood in the passageway above. Because uh, I'm also, I, I don't know Baines is upstairs, right? No. So, I know he's around somewhere. But, but he's, he's, he's no longer there. The door to the dining room is still closed. Somewhere I'm saying out loud. Inferno. Huh. There is this... How big did it look? Could I do a natural world roll to see if I could recognise... Was it a fox, a raccoon, or was it bigger? Well, ear as, or... you're, as you're looking up the stairs, you see what it is. It turns and uh. looks at you. Um, and it's about... It's about three foot long. Huh. Uh, I don't like long. I like tall. Long freaks me out. It, it has... It has furry back legs, like a big rabbit or a fat rat, maybe. <laughs> and it's wearing, it's wearing little dungarees what with large fuck? buttons, and the braces go over the shoulders, which which are quite patchy and hairy God. up to the nipples, oh and the nipples God. are quite human. Hey. Uh, and then the arms are just kind of kind of bendy no, tubes. No, 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 no. And it's got white no, no, gloves, no, no, no. livery no, gloves, with, no, no. with buttons on the gloves. <laughs> no. You notice it's only got three fingers and a thumb. And its face looks a little bit like a cartoon character. Um, but it appears to be alive. And it turns and goes... Oh, right here. <laughs> oh, and can you roll sanity for me? Yes! Fucking hell. We've ended up in Who Framed oh, Roger Rabbit. It's a nightmare. I mean, it, it is... <laughs> you remember me, Eddie? It's me who killed your brother! It, it is Mickey Mouse. I don't care what anyone says. Okay, that's an 83 on my uh, my 55. For legal reasons, it's not Mickey Mouse. For Yeah, but for esoteric and uh, arcane reasons, it is. It's... Oh, right here! Listen, if... Could you, um... Yeah. <laughs> Kind of want to know what? Mm. No, no, sure. You you lose one d three sanity. Okay. Where are we? Where are we? That's a three. Yeah. Good out. So is that four you've lost now? Yep. <laughs> uh, do Do you have an instinct what your involuntary action might be? That well, um, I was mm. leveling my shotgun at the thing. So I feel like my involuntary action might be to squeeze the trigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If I'm honest, yeah, uh, I think that might be it. I, initially, when I chased it out, I was alerting Baines, but I thought it was probably mm. just uh, some sort and of wild thing, which I would have no hesitation I in shooting anyway. Um, so. I think it's both barrels. And, and there's a chunks of wood and steps go up and, and carpet, and you hear this. Christ. <laughs> He's been practicing that, hasn't he? It's just, it's just children, isn't it? And uh, and you see something jump into the air, and you, you think you might see stars, golden stars, spinning around its head with little tweety birds, colourful yellow stars, and maybe there's some boxing gloves swinging round for a few seconds. My God! And then and then there's this an animated puff of white cloud comes out of the thing's bottom where it once was and it's gone what the fuck you might have hit it you're not sure Jesus and you're laughing uncontrollably (laughs) (laughs) the funniest joke in the world (laughs) meanwhile upstairs I'm going paradiso purgatorio inferno huh maybe (laughs) 
And as you say that to yourself, you realize like the first lines of Dante's Inferno go through your mind. Nel mezzo del cammin di nostra vita, something, something. So, <laughs> uh, ritroverai selva oscura. In the middle of my life, I find myself in the middle of my life, lost in a dark wood. And, and you realize it doesn't really apply to you. If anybody, it applies to Eamon Peacock Moran downstairs doing his police work. And in your cold, calculating, rational manner, you realize that there are psyches and psychologies at work in this house with its strange doors and, and its strange images. And, and if there's one person you know who can solve the puzzle, it's you. But then there's a missing piece. And you, you think about who else is in the house with you. And you think about Matthew Lefty Eisner. He's always been a bit of a mystery. And just then, you think you hear the sea. In that moment, and the faint echo of the bell ringing, a ship's bell ringing, tolling, tolling for thee. It's like tarot, isn't it? You see patterns, Mother Arnon, but 